thank you so much for listening to another episode of CX Chronicles Podcast. I'm your host, Adrian Brady Chisana. Tune in each week as we listen to amazing customer-focused business leaders from across the world, sharing their personal stories about their teams, tools, process, and feedback. Check us out at cxchronicles.com today or listen on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Hey folks, this is Adrian, your host of the CX Chronicles podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in to amazing customer-focused business leaders each and every week. I wanted to take a minute to talk about a couple brand new product and service offerings at CXC. Number one, customer scorecards. Have you had a minute to take a look at our CX scorecards and understand how you're doing across team, tools, process, and feedback? Number two, customer feedback reporting. A number of different companies are looking for ways to get better customer feedback reporting. Reach out to CXE today if you need help setting up your MPS, CSAT, product SAT, or customer effort scoring. Number three, customer experience coaching. Take the time to become a customer-focused business leader. We've done some amazing work with a number of awesome CXers out there. Reach out to us today at CXE to learn how you can get your customer-focused business leader playbook for success. Check us out at cxchronicles.com. All right, folks. Thanks so much for listening to the CX Chronicles podcast. Super excited. Today, we have Max Gladish joining us from Bots Crew. Max, say hello to the CX Nation, sir. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for inviting me. Absolutely. So, so Max, um, I, I I want you to start off. Why don't you take a couple minutes to let the CX Nation give them the high eleva- uh, the high level elevator pitch of how you got into this world of working with uh, customer experiences, customer service, making all these customer interactions run super smooth, and how you came about being one of the founding members of Bots Crew. Sure, sure. Happy to share the story. I mean, uh, honestly speaking, I never. Uh, I never thought that I would be in customer experience. Uh, <laughs> honestly, I just me oh. either, man. <laughs> yeah, honestly, um, I remember myself always wanted to from the high school. Always wanted to have my own business, this kind of thing. I wanted to create some meaningful, something meaningful for this world, etc. And uh, but I, I never had some idea actually of how I'm going to get there. So I went to the university, and that's where I uh, met these two other guys. Uh, that we became best friends actually with. Um, and they also had the same vision, the same passion, and we wanted to find something to uh, to create, right? So um, to find that idea, we actually started participating in this uh, hackathons, the competitions where they give you like 24 or, or 48 hours to solve some problem within the industry sure. with some solution, let's say digital solution. Um, and we went to this travel hackathon um, in uh, in Berlin, and uh, actually, we were thinking, what should we build? How we should solve this uh, problem, etc. And we heard something about chatbots, right? So, hey, yep. why not create a chatbot? Back then, it was 2016. There was not a lot of hype around chatbots, but we we're like, yeah, let's do it. It was just a, a Telegram chatbot that we built. And while building this chatbot, we realized that we built this personal travel assistant. Um, that would help you find the right uh, kind of hotel, flight, etc., to your destination and kind of some experience there um, to do. And we created this chatbot and while creating it, while pitching it, I was just realizing that, hey, this is 
a much better experience at the end because you didn't have to go to the website of the airlines, find this tickets, navigation filters, uh, sort by price, whatever, this kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and then to another, another, you just can ask with the way that you would actually ask your travel assist, like tra travel agent or whatever, that I want to go to Barcelona somewhere in January, what would be the cheapest option for me yeah. or whatever, right? And you get this result. So that was the click that we understood, hey, this seems like a much better way of uh, kind of looking for things in the internet and yeah. you want to make this uh, business, right? So since then actually we started building Botscrew and now uh, we are in the field of improving customer experience with travels. So that's pretty much a short, a short story. I love it, Max. I love it. So a couple of things. Number one, just um, super interesting start, right? Like taking taking an idea and beginning to build some of the foundational pieces of the technology that you knew could become a huge, huge opportunity zone for many different customers. So, and and you started on the travel side. What what yeah. were some of the what were some of the early signals, or what were some of the early customer experiences, or just interactions that you guys had that made you see wait a minute, there's this whole other opportunity over here. There's this whole other direction that we can, that we can build in that started leading to bots crew. Was there, was mm -hmm. there, was there something resounding that the customers kept saying? Was it something that you guys were seeing in the onboarding process? What kind of stuck out there for you? Yeah, that's a good question. I think uh, the key point, like we, we started without any kind of predictions, et cetera. We just want to just start a business, et cetera. <laughs> but what was the, 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 the I get key that. point here that, yeah, that we understood was that uh, the moment we saw this chart, I remember the chart right now, where we see that messaging, Facebook Messenger is becoming much more popular in number of downloads and active users than actual Facebook. Mm. So we've seen the trend of people going into messaging platforms WhatsApp, Facebook Messenger, etc., and this new generation used text so much, yep. and we we felt that hey, this is much more natural to talk with businesses through messengers, just asking questions and getting immediate replies than going through some website navigation, etc. Again, so that was I think this key moment that we seen, and then we launched with our first client, and they saw a much better result in their kind of marketing campaigns because they were doing the facebook um, ads and then the, the facebook ads would redirect users to uh, facebook messenger they actually get more engagement with their than with their app because the app that they were having uh, first of all people would download it and then not uh, use it uh, or delete it or whatever yeah and with facebook messenger it was much easier always there uh, doing follow-ups etc so I think those were the key points. You know, I, I I love that you you brought that last piece up because there's two major things, Max, that I know for a fact this audience will get a um, a huge bit of value on. Number one, you just called out this whole glaring space of being omni-channel in today's modern markets, right? Mm -hmm. And I know I know it's one of those buzzwords that people like to bash on, or they say, "Oh my God, don't say it again." But the reality is, how many companies out there? actually can take a take a super confident check of the box and say we talk to our customers on every single solitary possible medium that they would like to the reality is even some of the best companies in the world aren't aren't fully fully omnichannel yet so i love that you guys saw that opportunity and knew that if there was a way that you could leverage um the facebook messenger instead of having to build yet another app because this is the second piece that i'm glad you brought up it's 
it's really tough in today's world to continue to get um, a modern user, a modern consumer um, to just keep downloading more and more and more and more apps. And you find some of yeah. these, some of these businesses that are able to latch on or piggyback on top of, or ride alongside whatever you want to insert, whatever term you want there. Those companies seem to have a tremendous amount of success um, living in some of these other platform spaces that have already changed the world. Right. Exactly. And to totally agree with you. I think there was even this study that says how many apps people download um, every month and the number is kind of reducing totally. and how many they actually use after they download. So like you don't want to, again, build this experience of having to download the app, register, give your email password. Remember the password is just a whole new world, right? Yeah, and yeah, you yeah. already have this platform that you can leverage. Everyone has them have them yep, right yep. and they use it them every day they get their ui they get uh how to use it they they have their family members friends there all right so why do you create the whole new uh kind of uh app for that i there understand is an app for that i have to remember that and remember and then the other thing too uh max you and i were talking about this the other day but like the other thing too is it's expensive right so for our for our for our founders for our our executive team members listening or even just for our folks that are really, really, truly running the, the day-to-day frontline boots on the ground, customer experience, customer service, inside sales teams, um, that stuff's expensive, guys. You could literally, so, so, so if, if you're able to avoid having to do the full-blown development process and design process and building this additional thing, you technically save all of this additional energy, money, time uh, to put towards other me more meaningful contributions and additions to your team. So with that, with that being said, I'd love to jump right into the first CX pillar of team, Max. Can you spend a couple of minutes telling us a little bit about the bots crew team, how you guys are built, where are people located? Give us the high level uh, on the bots crew team. Sure, sure. So uh, we're not that a big team. We're a team of 41 um, people, but uh, the way we try to create our team is all about customer success, right? So we want to think that every team member has to do something that kind of uh, let our customers get their success in the chapels that they create uh, with our pla platform and our team. So we have basically a couple of uh, departments, I'd say. Okay. So first and main department and the biggest department is actually, as we call it, customer success cross-functional okay. team. So the team consists of this um, project manager, conversational designer, um, chatbot developer, nature language processing expert, um, and quality assurance person. And their goal is to work with the client because they typically work with, with enterprises and they are sometimes scared about this new technology and not sure how to use it right and how to develop it. All right, so we have a um, conversational designer who takes care of um, the chatbot conversational flows to make sure that, again, the customer experience, customer journey for this customer at the end user of the chatbot would be intuitive so also the chatbot should represent the right tone of voice and kind of to feel it uh, as the same brand in the company. So the conversational designer would do just that. Then we have the natural language processing experts who would actually train the chatbot using this um, AI tools to actually, so chatbot can actually understand natural language and not say, sorry, didn't get that. And with this new world of, of uh, Google, uh, Google, Amazon, etc. They have such a great 
I think, engines to use. Um, so this is what they do. So that's basically the customer success team. Their goal is to make sure that our client gets what they want, reach their goals, and then we iterate uh, with the chatbot, train it ongoingly, et cetera. So that's one part of the team. Um, next is our marketing team, as we call it. So we are big fans of HubSpot uh, and their kind of inbound marketing um, philosophy. And yep. we have our self-marketing team and their goal actually is to take care of the customer journey uh, from awareness, consideration, decision, right? Uh, trying to build the right content for them, uh, trying to uh, give this uh, education around chatbots and around uh, how different businesses can benefit from them. And then other team members as well, HR, uh, accountants, et cetera. Awesome, that's great. So number one, I, I, I'm gonna be honest, I'm a little bit jealous with the first part of when you were explaining the different teams and and i'm sorry max can you call them out one more time because i think they're that they're that valuable for the listener you mentioned like five different specific roles what were they again so we had conversational designer yep we had an nlp expert so natural language processing expert yep then we had project manager who would actually communicate with clients day to day understand their language etc yep. and communicate any updates then we would have quality assurance manager Yep. Uh, so their goal is to test the chatbot before it goes live to make sure there are nothing that uh, everything works correct. And then we have the chatbot developers, people that actually create the chatbot logic and connect the chatbot to your ecosystem of tools, pretty much. I so love that. Team. I love that. And, and Max, the only reason why I asked to call that out, I think that is super duper valuable. I know that many of the folks that um, are part of the Six Nation listen to this show, um, even even some of the incredible customer-focused business leaders that come on each week and tell their own stories about their, their own businesses. This becomes a big, tough area, right? This, this mm -hmm. notion of having super designed, calculated collaboration, right, across a variety of roles and a variety of teams, um, essentially just how these different folks are able to form and, and really kind of find their, find their groove out on the pitch is huge. But there's, there's one really important part that I heard when you're explaining some of the, some of those different pieces that you guys have built at bots crew. And that's the, the SME, the SME piece, right? So you matter, you mentioned very specific subject matter expert folks across these different parts of the customer journey that, man, a lot of times when you're building a startup or you're building a scallop or you're building a growth company that blows up overnight, that's mm -hmm. the hard part, right? It sounds like the hard part is figuring out over time, how the hell do you put all the right people in the right places? And then, and then as you know, the, the other wonderfully painful part of growing these companies and scaling these companies is who does what, right? Uh, calling out the areas okay. of accountability, responsibility, authority, so that people can actually get, get shit done. Um, and then the last piece is just, um, it, it just feels to me like it's such a great way of really truly being, bringing this idea of agile design or agile CX design or the notion of having, if you have those types of SMEs that close to a, a given process working together, your ability to iterate and refine and optimize mm -hmm 
is much much easier. So I think that that's awesome that you guys have has sort of built built built, built the crew out that way. Um, Max, I'd love to jump into the second six pillar of tools. Sir. Can you spend a few minutes kind of talking about? You already mentioned a few of them, but I'd love for you to spend a few more minutes talking about the toolkit uh, that's been built at Bots Crew and what are the, some of the major levers that you guys you know, that the team uses every single day to, to push the business forward. Sure, sure, happy to share um, some of the tools. So, like, let's start from the from the customer success team, delivery team, as we call it. So for the project management itself, um, we are using typically Jira and uh, Tampa, et cetera, like the ecosystem of Atlassian uh, to work about time tracking, understanding what should be done, when priorities, uh, what's the progress of each project or some of the updates for our product, et cetera. So we track all that in, uh, in Jira. Um, to see the picture always. And we also share this parts of Jira with our clients so they can also see what is the progress of their specific project, of their chatbot, et cetera. Awesome. So that's from typically from, from that perspective, from marketing, as mentioned before, we are big fans of HubSpot. So we're using their, uh, their CRM and all of their tools actually. And now we're also introducing a new tool for the attribution, which is Segment. Uh, I don't know if you heard of it. That's pretty good tool that gives you an overview of all of the interactions of of your client, like starting from being a lead uh, to what pages he or she visited and what were the latest updates with it with him uh, or her. So that would be as well the tool that we use. Thinking about something other, uh, some other tools that might be interesting. To mention, I, I mean, for for the communication, typically we use Slack, we use Zoom for calls uh, with our clients. I mean, everything is online with video calls these days. So we use it quite a lot, um, and for some of the clients, we we'll, we also use Microsoft Teams actually, since again we work with um, enterprises and they like Microsoft a lot. Um, so we uh, also have Microsoft Teams as the messaging uh, channel as well. So that's, we also use Confluence for documentations. And sometimes actually what we find pretty uh, useful um, is Notion, right? Yeah. It's, this, it's, it's, it's pretty powerful. And we are thinking of switching from Confluence to Notion, actually. <laughs> nice, yeah. yeah. But that's pretty much the tool ecosystem that we have. So, so first of all, that's awesome, Max. Thanks for running us through that because that's incredibly helpful. And I think the other big thing to you is, is me and you were chatting about the other day, man. It's like one of the biggest biggest parts of the struggle of figuring out how the hell to get these things to the next level, get these growing businesses, these, these startups to the next phase, the next spot, get it up to the next ring, right? It's managing the damn toolkit. It becomes a daunting task at times. And I think some companies do it much better than others, but it sounds like you guys have an excellent handle on that. The, the, the other thing is, I, I, it's very interesting that you called out the notion piece. You know, I've been mm-hmm. hearing this um, more and more and more. And it's from all sorts of different types of companies. So I find it really fascinating. Part of me thinks that the explosion of Notion use is probably somehow correlated to COVID and, t- and teams working remotely. And even though there's all these other remote and cloud-based services that we were already building on, 
Notion's easy to use, right? It's easy to yeah, use. Sure. There's some, some simplicity about it. Um, and, and going back to our point earlier of having all these different SMEs working together on a given project, Notion's an easy tool to do those things. So I'm glad that you called yeah. that out. And I think for folks listening, if you haven't checked it out, this is a really interesting tool that could help make some of your day-to-day uh, building a little bit easier. <clears throat> One last thing, Max, that I want to call out on, 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 on tools is um, the internal and external view that you talked about with your playbooks. I think that's brilliant. I think that that's something that we do a ton of work with here at CX Chronicles when we're working with some of our some of our clients. We, it's constantly about helping them understand if you build a perfect playbook for the team and what it's doing, setting expectations and actions and how you get stuff done when when there are friction points. And then you can just make it so that not only does it serve your internal team, but it also serves your external customer. And whether that whether that begins to populate your FAQs or whether or not that's the area of your website where you can literally show them the playbook that your team is building, that is an incredible way to set expectations from day one, sir. So I love that you called that out. True, true. I, I do agree. And with the notion, just one more point, I think I actually started using it just for my personal uh, use right i found it really easy simple to do even like some to-do lists etc but then the more i use it the more power i feel uh, in what this tool can do and how easy it is and then when i ask the team hey what do you think of notion and they like we love it we'll we use it every day for our app as well kind of personal things yep. and like hey why not to consider it to use it within the company and love it that's love what it we might do <laughs> Max, can you spend a minute talking about process, sir? Is there what are the what are the two or three big focus points that you and the bots crew team think about when it comes to sort of mapping, documenting, and communicating process? Sure. So I think uh, here the main thing that we as we how we think about uh, processes is that kind of we don't want to make processes just to make processes, right? Um, so first thing we ask is how this process will, how our clients will benefit from the, the process or how will our team benefit from this process? So those are basically the main algorithms of how we think about processes, first of all. And then as we as we see the benefits for both or at least for one and the substantial benefits, then we prioritize it with our kind of operations and actually implement it, have, as, as you mentioned, people who are responsible and, and who are accountable. And then uh, step by step, step by step, we try to implement this in life. And typically the processes and the ideas for the process improvement actually are coming from the team. So what we, I think we're successful in doing is uh, building up the team that is a bit of the proactive and are really uh, eager to share their ideas of how to improve things, how to make things faster, etc. And honestly speaking, most of our process that actually brought great results were suggested by our team members. Love it. I think that's huge. And I think having that employee voice is one of the easiest ways of pushing your company forward um, in a swift, clean fashion. Max, this has been awesome. As we as we wind down today's episode, I, 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 I'm super excited to close with the fourth and final pillar of feedback. Can you spend a minute or two talking about how you and the team at Bots Crew have gone about collecting, assessing, and building on the customer and the employee feedback that you guys have gained since 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 being a company. Sure, that's a great question, and I think that our main way of getting the feedback from the clients or from uh, our employees is 
spending a lot of time with them, right? So what we try to do, as uh, kind of I mentioned when when we discussed the team uh, factor, is that we have this customer success team, and their goal is to get always get the constant feedback from the client. So they have the feedback sessions every kind of milestone, trying to understand what we as as the team did good, what we as the team did not that good, and what we can improve in our process or in our product, right? So with this iterative sessions and with deep integration within the project that we do, we, we feel that we uh, are getting really valuable feedback that we will not get with any kind of the form or just an NPS uh, kind of score that it would ask for, right? So our main, again, uh, point of getting the feedback is through iterative conversations that we have with our clients over time of our uh, over time that we work together. This would be the key. Love it. Love it, Max. Max, this has been incredibly helpful, man. Thank you so much for taking the time to come on, chat with us at CX Chronicles. Uh, before we wind up, where can people find out more about you, sir? And where can people find out more mm -hmm. about BotScrew? Yeah, I think the, the, the best point of uh, contact would be our website, which is botscrew.com. You can find everything there about our processes, how we work, and some of our uh, kind of cases that we did for different clients. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, it's just the way uh, that Adrian mentioned, Max Gladish. And actually soon, I invite you also, Adrian, uh, to participate in that. Uh, we are doing this. A webinar where we'll be talking about uh, customer success and again customer experience with people actually and uh, customer experience people from Notion, from Zoom, Loom, etc. So I think uh, your audience might be really inter might be also interested uh, in that. So I'll just share the link with you and invite you to this. I love it, man. Yeah. I love it. You know, I'll be there, Max. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. And then uh, remember the next, once the, once the world gets moving again, you and I are going skiing and snowboarding in Ukraine somewhere, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I invite you so much. Yeah, great, great here, so. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'll hold you to it. All right, Max, pleasure, man. Thank you so much for coming on the CX Chronicles podcast. Thank you so much, Adrian. Nice, nice talking to you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the CX Chronicles podcast. We're thrilled to have you as a part of the CX Nation, tuning into customer-focused business leaders from across the world. Be sure to check out the CXC website, and as always, find us on any of your favorite podcast players, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. Thanks so much for making this show a reality and being a part of the CX Nation. And as always, folks, remember to make happiness a habit.